Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 achievers growing our lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Thanks to Indeed for supporting my show. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash happy to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. You got to control what you can control and you got to focus on what you can focus on. And I get to decide with my life how I live it. I don't have to let any other group or any other institution determine for Eric Thomas how he's going to live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. If you don't know, now you know that I text you daily, Monday through Friday, you guys. And you have been so awesome. I've been loving interact with you 
on these text messages, you can text me the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I'm going to text you affirmations, manifesting affirmations, journal prompts, questions you can ask yourself. And one of the quotes I put up today, it says, you can't be who you want to be while also being who they want you to be. It's always your job to choose you. Nothing good comes out of being an inauthentic, resentful shell of yourself. Little reminders like this one can come to your phone every single day, you guys. I would love to text you. So you can text me the word daily to 310-496-8363. That is literally growing by hundreds every single week. And I hope that you join that text list because it's just such a cool way to be able to interact with you and send you exactly what I'm thinking and what's getting me inspired every single day. And it's my job to go out there and find the inspiration so that I can regurgitate it back to you. I feel like a baby mama bird. So coming into this show was so exciting with this next guest because I got to see this person speak probably now at this time, like five years ago. And oh my God, I literally was jumping out of my seat watching Eric Thomas when I was sitting in the audience at School of Greatness in Ohio, Lewis Howe's event. And seriously, this man is so hyped up and is just so incredibly divinely inspired that you can't help but literally feel like you are changing listening to him speak. And this podcast is no different. He talks so much about Average skill combined with phenomenal will is going to be the equation for your greatness. Eric Thomas, PhD, he's an educator, a best-selling author, motivational guru, and an international business phenom. Eric's unique brand of pragmatism continues to take the world by storm. And it's made him the preferred go-to problem solver for many of the world's largest corporations. He's spoken for General Electric, Quicken Loans, AT&T, Nike, Under Armour, New Balance, UPS, the MLB, NBA, NFL, MLS. You guys, seriously, we are getting served just the most amazing platter of inspiration, dedication, in this podcast. So I'm going to stop talking and let's just tune into him because he is seriously where it's at. All right, ET, it is an honor. And I don't say that lightly, a massive honor having you on the show. How you doing? Bless, bless, bless. Good season, good time to be alive. My kids are grown, so that's why I'm so excited. My daughter just finished her master's at Michigan State, and I'm praying for her husband. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> I love amazing. it. We were just speaking offline. You mentioned Michigan State. We're all yes. kind of Midwest born and raised. We've got that, that bond going yeah. on there. We like um, you already. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal humans, man. Look, I'm not disrespecting anybody else. But let's just say, you know, my wife and I, we own a home on the West Coast for the winter. And they don't necessarily speak the way we speak to each other. So I'm like, hey, how you guys doing? They looking like, ah, I love Midwest. It's just, you know, blue collar, get up every day, grind, work. It's a, it's a different, it's a different culture, man. So I'm glad to be amongst you guys. Yeah, we literally, we live on the West Coast for part of the year too. And we've had the yeah. conversations about how we actually feel like the way that we grew up is so easy to 
not necessarily easy, but kind of easier to win when you move to the yeah. coast because you just have a different oh, no mentality oh, no than a lot of the people out here. So, ah, I, and again, nothing against the West, but no, love that. Yeah, I like to get up in the morning and stuff's not open. I'm like, hold up, what time are we opening here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we waiting on? Who are we waiting yes. for? You oh, know what I'm saying? God. So, Total different grind, total different hustle. I'm sure they grind and they hustle. It's just a different way. Different way. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. isn't that the truth? So listen, the, the first question I got on my mind is this, to kind of kick off the show. It's been very well documented how you went from, of course, homeless and some other struggles to the international superstar speaker and coach that you are right now. And, and it's been so well documented elsewhere that as important of a story as that is, I'll let individuals go to some of the other interviews to go hear that story. Where I really wanted to pick up today is as you stand today, from your perspective today, what do you feel your mission is and who are you here to serve? So, you know, this is weird, right? So I was just talking to my auntie Cleo the other day. So I lost both of my grandmothers. I lost one in March and the other one like sometime in the end of April, right? Bless my grandmother. One was 93. The other one was 90. But my aunt was calling me because, you know, I had a special relationship with my grandmas. I'm one of those kids that my mom was young, like 17 when she got pregnant with me. So grandmas were like really, you know, mothers, if you will, the extensions of my, cause mom's so young. So that, so I was, I was right. So my grandma called me, my auntie called me, was like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. She's like, no, how you doing? And I said, auntie, can I be honest with you? I was like, wow, I'm 51 years old. And I know what it's like to have experienced marital bliss. Yeah. You know, like I got married at 19 years old. So I know what it's like to struggle. And I know what it's like for marital bliss. I was like, auntie, I've been broke, like homeless, bad credit, getting letters from Uncle Sam. And I know what it's like to be wealthy. Yeah. You know, I was like, auntie, I was a struggling artist and considered one of the best speakers in the world, most sought after. I've traveled to Dubai, like the world. I was like, yo, auntie, I'm literally, I've done what most humans dream about. And again, we could talk, you know, material things, but I'm like, yo, marital bliss is not something that everybody gets to. You know what I'm saying? Like most of us know what it's like to struggle, but we don't know what it's like to work with your partner, want to be with your partner every day. I've been blessed to have two beautiful children. And I'm at this point in my life where it's like, yo, what's next? And it's, can you teach or how many people can you teach to get that before you get out of here? You know, before you leave this earth, like, can you be a bridge and how many people will be in your tree? Like how many other, you know, you got the Inky Johnsons of the world. And again, Inky's just a phenomenal talent by himself. But I was blessed to catch Inky before the world knew Inky and was able to use my platform to assist him. What he was already going to do, but a little bit earlier, you know, the Jeremy Andersons of the world. So there are so many young people who are doing very well for themselves, who CJ and I can say, Yo, we helped, but now we're like, that was kind of maybe intentional, but it wasn't as deliberate and intentional as we're about to be now with how many multimillionaires can we create? How many marriages can we help? How many people can we help teach their children how to take that generational wealth and expand it to another generation? You know, so that's where I am now. Okay, E, you learn how to do it, but can you duplicate yourself? Can you scale this success you're having? And for who? Just anybody who doesn't believe in the American dream, you know, there are a lot of people, especially right now, who are just like, ah, I see it on TV. I see it on the Internet. I don't know nobody personally or I don't believe stuff we're seeing that's going on, like 
I don't believe in that America you're talking about. And I'm like, yo, I'm telling y'all from experience, it exists. And you're talking about a kid who didn't necessarily, who wasn't necessarily born in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't come into the world looking around and like experiencing it, but I got it now. And I just want to let those people know, yo, is there another America? 1000%. I'm not going to argue with you. Like, it's real. But this is just as real. Like, what you're experiencing is real, but I'm trying to tell you this right here, this is just as real. So I, a, anybody who doesn't believe but wants to believe and wants to taste this, that's my population. I'm trying to convince them that it's real and you can experience the real just like other people are experiencing it. Mm. Man, it's got me fired up right now. So good. Yeah. So anybody yeah. who listens to you can catch on pretty quickly. And throughout this podcast, you guys will hear it. You have a really unshakable belief system, like just yeah. around the way that you view disadvantages and turning them into advantages. Like yeah. that's truly something yeah. that I can hear it in your voice. You're convicted by that belief. How do you, number one, I would love to know some of the big disadvantages that you've turned into advantages but also how did you create this like unshakable belief system that your disadvantages can be advantages? Well, you know, actually <laughs> it was the loss of the disadvantage and the perpetual loss of the disadvantage. You know, like you get to a point where it's like, okay, I lost. Mm. All right. My mom didn't do what she was supposed to do. All right. I lost. My dad wasn't in my life. All right. I lost. I went to, you know, public schools and didn't necessarily but, you know, after a while, you get to a point where it's like, yo, you keep losing and you keep blaming people mm. and blaming them is not helping you to get any further. You know, so I, like I tell people all the time, like, yo, I'm not mad at whatever you're on or whatever you believe. But if you're losing and you're not winning at some point, you got to get tired of losing. Mm. And I just got to a point where I was just like, yo, E, you blaming your mom. You're still homeless. Like you blaming your dad. And let's just be real. Like, he might need to take some of the responsibility. I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that your mom is married. You got sisters. Your dad, I don't know where he at, where he is or what he's doing, but he's not homeless. <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, so all of this blaming you're doing, all this finger pointing you're doing, it has not helped you get out of this situation you're in. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. I want to get out of my situation. So it was like, if you want to get out of your situation, you first have to figure out what's wrong. And when I looked at everything and everybody, it's crazy. But I started noticing, like, yo, the cop that arrested me, he don't know my mom. And the teacher that kicked me out, she don't know the police officer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I started like, hold up. <laughs> like, there's a common denominator here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's Eric Thomas, the counselor from school, the police officer, the court. My mom, like, my, like everybody knows Eric Thomas. And so while it may seem overwhelming to realize you're the problem, at the same time, it's kind of liberating. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, in the beginning when it was like, Eric, you're the problem. I kind of wanted to fight that. Like, y'all know my mom should have. Yeah. No, no, don't put that on me. I'm 16 years old. My father should have. But then I was like, you know what, Eric? No, you probably should take the blame because if you take all the blame, you can actually take all the power. Mm. Like, yo, you got the power now, bro. Like, it's all on you at this point. You feel yeah. me like you ain't got to talk, worry about your mama no more. You don't got to worry about your daddy no more. You don't have to worry about, you know, Republican, Democrat, independent. You don't have to worry about rich, poor. 
You don't have to worry about socioeconomic status. You don't have to worry about what side of the street you like. Yo, bro, you don't got to worry about none of that. Like, you owe you. Bottom line, you owe you. And I'm telling y'all, although I came to that realization, I was at rock bottom when I came to that realization, that probably was the mindset that was the beginning of my wealth. That was the beginning of my turnaround. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you at 17, I had changed everything, but I had adopted the mindset that was about to turn everything around in my life. I mm. promise you. Yeah, oh, so man. long answer to a short question. No, great answer. Great it. answer to like, a great question because everyone needs to hear that right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people right now that are counting themselves out. There's a lot of people that are saying, well, it can't happen for me. And you're right. There's almost two Americas right now. Is which one are you focusing on? I want Absolutely. to take a, a step back for a moment. When you said right now, your goal is to see how many millionaires can you produce and how many couples can you help experience marital bliss? It's interesting. We've been married 17 years coming up this August, and we have been beyond broke. We've been poor, poor, poor. And then we've been very wealthy together. And we've been happy during both of those times. But I think it's, I want to speak for you, it's happier and easier when we've been wealthy together. (laughs) Just honest. Right. And so here we are facing a challenging economy coming up. There's a lot of people that are afraid of it. What words of inspiration or what tips do you have for the the couples or individuals out there that are afraid of what might be coming up in the economy? Listen to me very closely. Like, and I mean this, and I I get slack sometimes, you know, from people, you know, who rock with me or, you know, kind of believe in me. It's like, yo, E, you're going to sit here and act like, all of this stuff doesn't exist. And I'm like, yo, I never said, like, yo, I'll be the first. You read my book, I'll be the first to tell you I've experienced what I believe is racism. I've experienced it. I believe I experienced what it's like to probably be in a community where, you know, top-notch resources weren't necessarily there. But listen to me very closely. I'm not saying that I'm blind to the bad that's in the world. I'm just saying I'm not focusing on that. I'm not focusing on what can stop me. I'm focusing on what can help me. Like, I'm not focused on, you know what I'm saying, all the barriers that exist. I'm focusing on all the strengths, the talents, the skills, the people mm-hmm. I know. I tell people this all the time. If there are races in this world, which there are, I just don't hang out with them. I just don't personally know them. I ain't on their podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't hang out together. So I'm not saying they don't exist. They just not in my sphere. They're not on my radar. They're not on my frequency. So I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying I'm not about to put my energy on that. So, yeah, I do go to the schools to talk to the kids. I do go to the prisons. But I go saying, yo, what are the possibilities? Mm. What's possible? What's past possible? What can we control? I can't control what somebody feels like because he sees me and he sees the color of my skin and he don't particularly care for me because I I, I can't control that. There's absolutely nothing I can do about that. But what I can do is love on my neighbors. What I can do is put out positive energy. What I can do, listen to me, I wrote a book. I wrote a book during COVID. You know, I was like, Mm now I got hit hard. I never cried about it. But when you think about it, my career took the probably one of the greatest hits because of social distancing. I never even knew what social distancing was until they told me we got social distance. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm not going to be on stage? So for about a year and a half, you know, almost two years, it was taken from me. My livelihood was taken from me. So what did I do? I didn't cry. Why? I just decided in COVID, I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just said, I just said in COVID, I'm going to write a book. Why? I didn't see it's taken from you. I saw you got more time than you've ever had before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw 
if you want to reflect, now is a good time to reflect. I saw if you want to go back and reverse engineer how you got to where you are and create a document that will outlast you, outlive you, and give people for years and years and years to come a way who come from what I come from. Dad ain't in your life. 17, mom, 17, when she got pregnant, south side of Chicago, high school dropout, like whatever, homeless, you, like college, got kicked out, got, whatever. If you feel like you disadvantaged, I just want to give you a blueprint. I want to give you a blueprint to show you how to take that disadvantage and turn it into a fact. I did that through COVID. I didn't go in a state of depression. And again, I'm not speaking ill of anybody who during the recession got depressed. I'm just saying I didn't. I'm just saying I made a choice to go. You can look at this as the worst thing that ever happened to you, or you can survive. Or you can say to your wife and your children, hunker down. <laughs> let's, let's get our anchor. Like, we got a storm, y'all. It may last six weeks, six months. It may last a year. It may last longer than I thought it was going to last. But let's anchor down. Let's mm -hmm. eat together more than we've ever eaten before. Let's be on the phone more than we've ever been on the phone. Let's get counselors. We got counselors doing COVID. Let's get some counselors. You know what I'm saying? Let's find some stuff on TV we can watch. I never watched TV a day in my life. I'm like calling my friends. Hey, what's the best series out right now that's going to take weeks so we can watch TV together at night? You know what I'm saying? We're going to go on walks. We went to California, spent a little bit more time. Our house is a little bigger there. We've got a trail in the backyard. It's a golf course. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, son, you play golf, go play golf. Sweetheart, we'll walk around. We cook more than we've ever cooked before. I'm just telling y'all, COVID mm -hmm. was terrible. But in the, in the words of Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> never let a good crisis go to waste. And we just took that crisis and we just got closer as a family. You know, like I said, wrote a book, did more Zooms than I care to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I was Zoomed out. You know what I'm saying? I was, it took me maybe five Zooms to get what I would normally get on stage at once. So way more, okay, sweetheart, I can't do this at that time. Okay, I can't do this. I got to be in front of Zoom. But I was like, I'll do Zoom as long as I can. Why? Because we don't have the stage, but we have Zoom now. Yeah. We have mm -hmm. Zoom. So this is the new stage. Yeah. So instead of crying about it, we're going to get on Zoom and take advantage of it. Mm. Man, opportunity and everything is what I'm hearing. There's opportunity yeah, everything. and everything. Yeah. It sounds like you are so, one of your main, like another belief is to when you feel maybe scared or anxious or depressed, because these are all the human emotions, right? That we can cycle no through in a day. No question. It, especially yes. with just like all of the different things going on in the world right now. It's easy to look at the news and feel really like scared for the future, defeated. Yeah. So yeah. for you, what do you recommend for people, different actions that they can take right away to get them outside of their own kind of like head or funk? Like, what do you say to those people when they're like, man, I'm just, I'm stuck. Like, I just feel stuck. Is it their environment? Is it the people? What is it? You know, I want to say to you, the first thing is, you know, information. Like you have to be careful what information you take in. You know, you really do, you know, because I believe if it's not clinical, Right now, that's some stuff that's clinical. Like we're not yeah. talking about that right now. Right. But there's other stress that I've seen in my loved ones or my friends or people that attend my church that is stressed because of what you're focusing on. Mm. Right. And this is stress that can be alleviated because you've decided to focus on that and not focus on this. So the first thing I want to say is like you need to be careful. One, who you're doing life with. Mm. Like, yo, it make a big difference. Like you in a whole it make a big difference who you in the hole with. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you in the hole with a Debbie Downer, then all y'all going to do is talk about the negative. I'm guaranteeing you, you're going down, you're going down quick. 
Mm. You, you need to be in a hole. I'm not saying this is something you need to do consistently, but if you're in a hole, you might want to be with somebody optimistic. You mm. might want to pay somebody who's optimistic. Like you might want to get in a support group that's optimistic. Like, like when things are going bad, the last thing you need to do is be in the hole with somebody who's already in the hole, who's already oh, negative, man. right? Number yes. two, when I say the information, like for me, when things are going bad, I'm like, yo, what's my favorite? Where's Lauren Hill at when I need it? I'm putting my Lauren Hill boy on. I've got Lauren Hill on repeat. I've got my Bobby McFerrin. Ooh, don't worry, be happy. I mm -hmm. promise you, I'm not listening to that on a regular basis. But when I get down and out, the greatest hits, I go on Google, the greatest upbeat songs of all time. Yeah. Be careful what you take in. So if you're not strong, don't watch the news. I'm just saying, if you're not a strong person and you can't take what they're saying, don't watch it. Number mm -hmm. three, here's what I believe. I truly believe that a lot of our stress, a lot of our funk comes from the over intake of external stuff. Mm, it's like way yes. too much external. It's way too much. My son's 26. I remember like a year or so ago, my son was like, dad, I'm growing through it. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like what? I'm like, give me more. You know what I'm saying? Like, help me to understand. He was like, dad, I'm behind. I said, behind? Behind what? You got a four-year degree from Michigan State University. You work with Coach Izzo. You traveled the world. You got a Final Four ring and an Elite Eight ring for being a general Matt son. You've traveled the world. You've been all over the world. You got a passport. What? You're behind who? At 24, behind who? I didn't even have a degree at that age. Mm -hmm. Your mom wasn't finished with school at that. Like, you're behind. You got to escalate. You live in a, <laughs> say, you live in an apartment. You can see the stadium for the park. You go to the games. Like, you know, NFL, NBA player. Like, you walk through. People know you're behind who? I said, oh, I know who you're behind. All the people you're watching on the internet. Cut mm -hmm. the internet off. Cut the internet off. Do me a favor. What are you taking in, son? That's making you feel like you're behind. Do me a favor. Cut the internet off and go take a trip to a third world country for me. Mm -hmm. Go spend a week in a third world country and come back and call me again. Come back after you've been in a country where there's no drinking water. There's no running water. Where there's no bathroom. Call me where there's no kitchen, no refrigerator. Call me where they're not, they're, they don't have a grocery store within a 50 mile radius. Like call me back. So go take a trip. It's on me. I'll sponsor that joker. Go take a trip to a third world country. Come back and talk to me. And so I never forget my daughter decided her freshman year on spring break, super mature, 18 years old. She decided to go to Capeche, Mexico and spend time with kids who were like cancer patients. Mm. I'll never forget my daughter came back, third world country. My daughter came back in tears and I'd never seen her cry like that in tears. I was like, what happened? She was like, dad, these kids didn't have drinking water, dad. The water was brown, flies all in the mm. water, insufficient medical facilities, dad. And she said, that's not what got me. I said, well, what got you, sweetheart? They were still smiling, dad. Wow. They were still laughing and having a good time, dad. Like they didn't know. They didn't have hair. They took my hair, my braids, and put it on their head. And we would take pictures with them. She was like, Dad, the things that made them happy, Dad. She was like, I'm embarrassed. Mm. I'm, and, and let me tell you, from that day forth, she, she got her master's in social work. She's like, I'm going to be a social worker. That's the trip my daughter went on in a third world country. I'm telling y'all, if you could take, when you feel depressed, if you could take one hand and count your blessings, 
If you're not smiling by that time, get the next one. If that don't work, get a set of toes. If that don't work, get the other set of toes. By the time you count 20 blessings, you should be okay. And that's mm-hmm. what we're doing wrong. We're looking at what we don't have. We're looking at what they're saying. People are calling me, Eric, the recession is coming. I say, okay, well, do me a favor. Be happy until it gets here. let me be happy to get here like no you are fearing something that hadn't even happened yet like are you still eating you still in your car are you still yeah yeah but it's coming i said please do me a favor not until it gets here and do me a favor when it gets here call me and tell me if it's as bad as you thought it was Mm. because i guarantee you it's probably not gonna be as bad as you thought it was we'll keep moving so yeah, yeah i would just say be careful of what you're taking in and be mm. careful who you're doing life with because who you do life with, who you do, I'm telling you guys, I've done podcasts with people before and it, I'm be honest, it was whack. Like we did a podcast, it was like, apparently y'all know how to ask questions. <laughs> you feel me? I'm just being real, you said it, like, A.E., we're not going to get into that. Like they can go find it. Like, yo, that's genius. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we can talk about the same thing I talked about in the last, whatever it was. Well, I, first of all, I don't do a lot of podcasts, but the few that I do do, you're right, they probably do. What time do you go to bed? I'm like, that's, you can, <laughs> I, I talk about that on the video, actually. Like, you don't even have to ask me that. That's when I ask the video. So even being with you guys, who you do a podcast with, who you work with, who you do life with mm-hmm. is way more important than what happens in life. Because who you do life with will probably dictate more on the outcomes of life than yeah. just life itself. I say this all the time. People will debate me. I used to gamble. Forgive me. When I was high, you know, when I was in high school, I was homeless. I played poker. I played card games. For those of you who ever played card games before, you understand this. It doesn't matter what hand you have. Mm, mm-hmm. I've seen guys with a royal flush who can't get no money because I can tell on your face you got a royal flush. So wow. I'm just like throwing all my stuff in. I'm like, okay. So it's like my man got something. I look at his face. He's smiling too hard. Go ahead and take these $5. I'm out. And I've seen somebody with nothing pretend as they had a royal flush and want all the money. Mm. It doesn't matter what hand you have. And this is what people get wrong. And that's why I love, I don't know if you guys know Jesse. Here's why I love have Jesse on my platform. People think just because you're born a certain gender or race that life just automatically like, oh, you're a white male. Oh, multimillionaire. Oh, billionaire. I'm like, Jesse is explaining. Now, Jesse did say he has some advantages, but he had to work the advantages. Mm-hmm. Like the advantages don't necessarily just work themselves. Yeah. I had some disadvantages. You just got to work the disadvantages. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter which one you have. You got to work either one of them. Like none of them, for many of us, they aren't just assembled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are kids who come from rich families who got strung out on drugs. Yeah. There are kids who come from rich families that end up in prison. So I'm not saying that they're not advantages. I'm not saying they're not things. I'm just saying You got to control what you can control and you got to focus on what you can focus on. And I get to decide with my life how I live it. I don't have to let any other group or any other institution determine for Eric Thomas how he's going to live. And so since I only live once and it's temporary, yo, I just decide to focus on the things that's going to blow me up. And then here's the the deal, like you guys said, it's a lot easier when you have influence and impact and income to actually do something it is mm-hmm. when you don't have any of it. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, yo, E, let's go out here and write books. Let's be the best speaker in the world. Let's put ourselves in a position where I have an army of people who support me, that I know people who have a platform that can help me 
establish the stuff that I'm doing. Let's not focus on the people who hate. I want to focus on the people who love. Let's not focus on the people who close the doors. Let's focus on the people who open up the doors. Yes. And then from, when we can take it from there. So uh, some people, oh, no, Eric, I just don't. Hey, whatever. If you want to focus on the mountain and how big it is, cool. I'm looking at that joke and going, how can I move this thing? Mm. <laughs> how can I move this mountain? Because I see other humans move them and I believe I can move them too. And then how do I teach people to move mm. mountains? The other day, I was looking back and thinking about all of the incredible people that I have gotten to work with that have totally changed my life. They were people that I aspired to want to be like. They taught me so much about how to work and what it really looked like to work hard. And how incredible would it be if your company could find people like these that have also changed your life, maybe in the workforce as well, right when you need them. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. It delivers four times more hires than all their job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Indeed has so many tools to offer that saves you so much time, like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Instant Match is one of my favorite Indeed features because it does all of the hard work for you. As soon as you sponsor a post, Instant Match immediately shows you candidates whose resumes fit your description. And candidates that you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. With Instant Match, you can hire faster. Not to mention, searching for and interviewing candidates can tend to be costly, and there are always reservations about paying for a service that might not get you the results that you're hoping for. So I love that Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash happy to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash happy. Indeed.com slash happy. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Wow. Okay. So number one, that was for me, especially when you talked about feeling behind. There's a lot of times I feel behind. And then when you lay out, what do you mean behind? You've got this, this, and this, you've got that, that, and that. What do you mean behind? Like that spoke to me. That was for me. And then it made me think you speak to such a wide range of people. I mean, you speak to and coach the elite of the world, the rich and famous of the world. And then you also speak to and coach, you know, a kid from let's say a a tough upbringing that doesn't even know why he or she exists today. Right. So in that range is one group more important to speak to than the other. And if so, why? Okay. Yes to no, believe it or not. There are a lot of people who may be athletes who still don't know their purpose in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I tell some of these kids like, bro, let's just be real. You just 16. You didn't have nothing to do with that, bro. (laughs) You're 16. I'm just saying you came out 16 and I don't care who you are. If you come out 6'10", no matter where you live, everybody's going to think you should play basketball. It is what it is. Whether you can play or not, whether you're athletic or not, you're 6'10", people are automatically labeling you. So there are people who are tall, strong, fast, whatever, and they get opportunities because of some elite attribute. Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean that they had a stuff together. It doesn't necessarily mean they know who they are and what their purpose is in life. It doesn't mean that they have a set of values that they stand by. It doesn't mean that they had people in their lives who actually cared for them or loved on them. They could have been used because they were in sports, right? 
So for me, like everybody at the base is trying to get to self-actualization. Like every human is like water, food, drink, shelter, sense of belonging. I want my self-esteem and then boom, self-actualization. Like that's every human. I don't care how much money you have, whatever. We all want to belong. Like we all want to get to a place where we feel like we're living life on our own terms. Mm -hmm. But it's different when I spoke to Kyrie because I kind of felt like, yo, Kyrie got bread. You know, Kyrie is wealthy. Kyrie has a support system. He going to be okay. You understand what I'm saying? When I'm fortunate, you know, to talk to an OBJ, I'm not Victor Oladipo. I'm not necessarily like, their life is going to be, I just look at that as, okay, for whatever reason, our vibes or our frequency at that time connected and whatever I feel like I can do to help you to continue and sustain your greatness, whatever that little bit, I'm going to do that. I worked with the 49ers last season. They were like at the brink of, okay, if we lose one or two more games, we're out of the playoffs. I was able to get to them and speak to their why. They made it to the NFC Championship. One little mistake, they probably, if the interception would have been caught, they probably would have been going to the Super Bowl. So I felt good about, all right, these guys are already doing well, but you were able to help them to take advantage of an opportunity of a lifetime in that lifetime of the opportunity. But my kids from Detroit, Chicago, 14, 15, it's life or death. I find it amusing when people say, is that the guy that's screaming and hollering? I'm like, absolutely, 1,000%. Why? Because you're doing corporate work. Ah, you may not need to scream and yell, but I got a kid who's 14. He's he on his way to jail. Mm. He's on his way to a gang. He's on his way to potentially getting shot and killed, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, mm. or maybe the right place at the right, right time and shot and killed. Like, this is life or death. This is somebody, mama, potentially going to bury their children or he's going to get to college and not athletics. I'm going to help him get there with his mind because it's not enough opportunities for everybody to play sport. So when I'm going to a youth prison, I'm like, yo, these kids got three to five. And if they listen to me, they get out. If they don't, they're going to get in trouble here. They're going to be lifers. Yeah. So when I'm talking to elementary, especially elementary, like this may sound crazy to some people, but statistics show that they build prisons based on a kid being able to read by the third grade. Like they can kind of tell if you're going to be in trouble with the wow. law by the third grade. Research shows by the third grade. That's the foundation. So if you can't read, write, or comprehend by the third grade, the probability of you learning by the fourth or the fifth grade is slim, right? It's wow. slim. Doesn't mean it can't happen. So they've are, there are certain predictors by the third grade. So that's why I'm going in talking to third graders with this kind of path. That's why I'm going into uh, the Boys and Girls Club and screaming and hollering. Why? Attention span is low. I'm competing with video games. I'm competing with sports. I'm competing with a lot of stuff. So I got to get in there and I got to arrest your attention. And I may only have statistics show with these kids now, you got 15 seconds. So when you cut my video on, I don't have, y'all see it, TikTok is 60 seconds. You got 60 seconds to convince them they need to stay on your page or go somewhere else. And so for me, I got 60 seconds, man, to change somebody's life. So yes, that group definitely and or I got a lot of prisoners that have been coming out that I meet on the street. They're like, Eric, I listened to you in jail. You changed my way of thinking. I'm out. I'm never going back. So some people see it as motivation, but I really do serious life, mm. you know, work. That's incredible. Mm. That's incredible. Oh, man. So good. Kind of on the those lines of talking about maybe I know you talk a lot about average skill 
paired ah, with phenomenal yeah. will. Yeah. And I absolutely resonate to having average skills. Oh, I did yeah. not graduate high school. So I definitely hey. focused. Hey. <laughs> We are. I know we light light up and get excited. So I want to hear more about just your thoughts on combining average skill with phenomenal will and and what you think of. I know that you, you believe in that for success. So tell me more about it. And you know what? Can I be honest? There was a time in my life where I just, the skill, like, again, when, when, when you don't know, you don't know. And I used to think, yo, the skill just got an automatic you know, they got an automatic ride. But if you really pay attention to the environments that you're in, for instance, you know, I might watch sports. So there are times where you'll see, you know, a team that nobody thought should win. Good. The Pistons, when we played the Lakers, like nobody thought, both times, nobody thought we had what it takes. But you saw a group of scrappy guys, mm-hmm. you know, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer. Like these aren't people that, you know, Sally, uh, Dennis Rodman, like these aren't necessarily, now Isaiah was all of that in the bag of chips, but for the most part, these other guys, you never heard about them before. They weren't like considered to be Hall of Famers at that time, but I'm, I'm a kid watching them and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. they won the championship. You know, you watch a uh, sports and you watch, you know, America beat the Amer- U.S. hockey team win, you know, what What was it, Soviet Union? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you watch, it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe, like, they were underdog. You see women's soccer. You see, it's like, yo, oh, okay. Okay, you see the little, you know, gymnastics. You're like, whoa, we had, wow, unbelievable. Like, we won, that's crazy. Like, we weren't supposed to. And so for me, as a kid, I started watching what you would call average people, mm-hmm. like, change the world. Like, I saw Amon Luther King. You know, I try to explain it to people. Dr. Funk Team was a pastor. Yeah. Like, he wasn't like a lawyer. He was a pastor. Mother Teresa was a nun. Like, I went to Catholic school. I'm not trying to be funny, but even in Catholicism, like, a nun is not at the high, in the pecking order. She's not at the high. How are you a nun? But you probably mm-hmm. more recognized and known than, than, mo- than any pope. Like, I'm sure most people knew who Mother Teresa was. Everybody didn't know who, which pope was which pope, right? And so I started noticing yo, there's a gap for people who are not highly skilled. Mm. Maybe a smaller window. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the opportunities are not as grandiose as maybe they are for. But I started noticing like, whoa, if you got that dog, you okay, if, you, if you're willing to get up earlier, go to bed later, oh, okay. If you're willing to do it 50 times, it might only take them two or three times, but mm-hmm. you got to do it 50 times. Oh, you could catch up to them. You can win. You can beat them. So I started noticing that life and success favors the person with will. I started mm-hmm. noticing that success has more to do with will than it does skill. I started noticing that success has more to do with passion, determination, heart, not surrendering, never giving up. And then, you know, I watched a lot of Chinese movies when I was coming up as a kid. You know, they, it was popular during that time. And, you know, you just see a fighter who was smaller, but who would win because that person kept getting back up. Like, ah, wiping the blood off. Ah, you know what I'm saying? No, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, and they kept yeah. getting up. So for me, I realized, yo, Eric, there is a body of work that can be contributed to being highly skilled. But there's also a body of work historically that has nothing to do with skill, mm-hmm. but has everything to do with will. And you may want to align yourself with the will 
because I think what I was doing wrong is I was trying to play the skillsman game when I wasn't skilled. And I realized mm-hmm. like, yo, E, that ain't your thing, bro. Like, come on over on this side. And even when I started speaking, believe it or not, my wardrobe was indicative of being from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Like, people would see me like, you don't got on a shirt in the time. Like, yo, bro, I'm from the Midwest, bro. Like, we working in farms. We work at Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Like, we not, nothing against certain times. Like, that's just not where we come from. And I found when I was wearing Saul's armor, when I was wearing somebody else's armor and trying to be like somebody else, mm-hmm. it didn't work. But when I just act like Dave and was like, yo, just give me a slingshot and five rocks. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I need. I don't need all that other stuff that y'all wear. And when I started carrying my slingshot and my rocks around, I won way more victories. Mm. I, I defeated way more Goliaths than I did trying to be somebody else. And so I just realized there's nothing wrong with skill. There's nothing wrong with those people who are smart, you know, and who get through life by being Jesus. But I just want y'all to know there's not just one path that's paved to success. There are mm. multiple paths and we just got to pick ours. And, and again, you know, people tease me or people shun me or people wouldn't hire me because of the way I dress. But guess what? I kept being who I was. And then there was a population that was like, yo, we don't want, we do not want Eric Thomas if he not coming like that. If you're not coming like the guy I see on the video, if you don't have that passion, that energy, please don't come. Mm-hmm. And so if you would just be who you are, you owe it to yourself to be your authentic self. Because you can't be great being somebody else. Mm-hmm. You might be able to be good, but you can't be great at being somebody else. Even Kobe Bryant, who mimicked Michael Jordan, only ended up with five, and Mike was with six. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So Kobe did a phenomenal job, but he still didn't necessarily become Michael Jordan in the process of mimicking Michael Jordan. So I just say you owe it to yourself to be yourself. E.T., I think that's one of my favorite things that, that you always preach on is empowering the average everyday person that it might take you yeah. a few more tries than somebody else who's more talented, right? It mm-hmm. may take a few more at-bats, but you too can go build this extraordinary life full of extraordinary impact. And it's literally what the blueprint, I'm going to use your word, the blueprint that you reverse engineered in the book, you owe you, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. So of the blueprint that you created when you wrote that book. Is there a chapter, is there a lesson that stands out as the most important one that people need? Even if they just turn right to it, that's the one they got to hit? Ah, give me two. <laughs> give me two. So the right. first one is you got to own it. Mm. You know, you got to own it. And I just feel like so many people aren't successful because they don't want to own it. Man, I have people that work for me. I'm like, man, it's not going to work out. And it's like, why not? Because you want me to pay your bills. Because yeah. you want me to put your kids through college. Because you want me to put your kids through private school. It's like there are things that you're asking me to do for your family that rightfully only you should be doing it. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't work for me, but like you leaving all the responsibility to me. You putting your whole life in my hand. Like if Eric go to speak, and if Eric, what if something happens to me? What if I decide to be a terrible guy tomorrow? Like what's going to happen to you and your family? Like I truly believe that there are certain things that only I should do for my kids or for my wife. I just believe like, yo, this is this my wife. Like tell your dad I'm good. Tell your mom I'm good. I got this. You feel me? I respect them, but I can take it from here, right? My kids. There's just certain things that I should just do for my kids. And I just find that there are a lot of people in life, everybody wants something, but not everybody wants to own what they want. Mm, wow. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to own it. So, you know, some people say to me all the time, like, 
yo, E, it ain't fair. Like, you may not make as much money as, you know, a, a white motivational speaker. I was like, bro, I'm not buying into that. Maybe I got to get a four-year degree. Maybe I got to get a master's degree. Maybe I got to get the PhD. I don't look at it like it's not fair. I'm just like, yo, I'm, you tell me how much can be made. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Do I have to be the best? Do I have to have a degree? Do I, have, I don't necessarily see that as quitting and giving up. I just see that as you might tell me my path is a little narrow, but it's still a path that I can walk to and walk through. And guess what? My wife owes me to walk through it and not go. Like, yo, life ain't fair, sweetie. So we're going to have to just live here because life ain't fair. Oh, we're going to have to eat here because life ain't fair. Oh, we're going to have to fly in the back because life ain't fair. Bump that. Just show me the path and I will own it. Just show me what I got to do. Just show me it's possible. Mm -hmm. Just show me that there's a way to go about nonprofit, escort, LLC, (laughs) foundation. Just show me. Just show me what it takes to, okay, I got to do corporate. Okay, what do I have to do? Just Mm -hmm. show me, right? And so that's the first chapter, own it. The second one is triple threat. Like, you got to become a triple threat. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not enough sometimes to be one-dimensional. It's just not. Sometimes one-dimensional is not going to take you where you need to go. And I'm going to say this name, and this is one of the people that really inspired me with the average skill phenomenal will. It's Cal Ripkins. Anybody know anything about baseball? My man is considered to be one of the best of the best. They call him the Iron Man, and I promise you, my man wasn't batting a 300 average. I promise you he wasn't. I promise you, it was good. You know what I'm saying? Two, six, something. It was all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't nothing to write home about. But he never missed a game. 2,600 mm. some game. He never missed a game. I know him and his wife had to have an argument in one of those games. I know somebody had to get sick in one of those games. Yeah. I know he wasn't 100% in one of those games. I know there was a funeral or something that happened in one of those games. It, he owned it. He owned his position. He owned his a spot on the team. He owned his salary. He owned it. He could catch that ball. He could play offense well enough to help his team. He could play defense supremely. He showed up. He was always there. Culture. He pushed the culture. He was the brand. You couldn't talk bad about my man. Oh, I promise you. He triple threat, y'all. And some of you are thinking, because you're skilled in one area that the world just supposed to lay down and supposed to owe you something. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm going to be multidimensional. I'm going to be multi... And I got blind spots, so we're going to get the big mirrors with the sensors on them, Joe. So, so that my blind spots don't kill me because over a million people die, you know, in the span of a couple of years because of those blind spots. So I have blind spots. So I got to figure out what to do for the, You can read that in the book as well. You can take an assessment in the book. We'll help you with that. But I'm a triple threat, y'all. Yes, Mm. I can speak, but I have the degree, but I'm down to earth, marital bliss, but I know what marital struggle was like. A great credit score, 800, but I once had a 500. I once couldn't read and write. Now I'm writing books. The triple threat, y'all. I'm not one dimensional. I can talk to the governor, but I can go in the hood and sit down and talk to the kid on the block that don't know how to read and write and help my man get his GED and send him off to cop. Like, triple threat. And I'm saying to you guys, this is the same Eric Thomas. Nothing has changed except I got wider. That's all he did not change. I didn't get any taller. I don't have a new voice. My brain actually worked better in my 20s than it does at 51. But, but guess what? The GED Eric did not attract the people that this Eric is attracting. Mm. The GED Eric was a great guy, but he didn't have these opportunities. The four-year degree Eric 
were a little bit better. The mass was a little bit better. The PhD, listen to me, the this, the attributes, the value, like all the certificates, all the stuff, the meeting people, talking to people, learning from people. The 2.0 Eric was a good kid, but the 5.0 and the 10.250, it, it's just so much more. Triple threat, y'all. The more you are, the more you attract, the more you could be, the more you can have, the more you can do. Man, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all getting me pumped up. I love that. No, no, well, other way around. This is, so, I, this is why we do podcasts. I'm like, wait, this is so selfish because we get like all of this incredible <laughs> info for the day. Oh my God. Okay, so I want to know about faith because I think about faith all the time as in we talk about faith, we say we have faith or or most people do, but it's not until we are really tested that we ever even get to use it or kind of like form our ideas around how we view things, kind of what we were talking about earlier about advantages and disadvantages. But are there moments like, has there been a moment even recently maybe where you have been so low, where you've questioned your faith, but then you remember a certain tool or remember what to do to kind of like turn yourself toward faith again? Yeah. So here's what I would suggest. I would suggest that we don't wait to use our faith when something mm. goes wrong, I would suggest that we stay close to our faith mm. as much as we can every day. I think one of the things that I did well in that 30 year span was I got up every day. Well, I started at six and then I eventually got to three o'clock in the morning. And the trick to three o'clock in the morning was when I used to get up at six and walk the neighborhood, you know, everybody's going to work five o'clock. You know, there's those runners, four o'clock, the dogs <laughs> are up. Three o'clock was that time where it was nothing but the stars, you know, the moon, me and God, mm. you know? So I remember, you know, six o'clock, then three o'clock for years. And I remember when Didi got diagnosed with MS and a lot of my very close family members and friends were like, wow, you didn't budge. What happened? And I said, it's not that I didn't budge, but every morning I would get up at three o'clock and I would just pour out my heart to God about you know, stuff that I thought was fair, not fair, stuff that I thought, you know, was a, a challenge, things that I thought was going to break me. And in that three o'clock time frame, it was like I was just casting it, like giving it away, like, go take this. I can't bear mm-hmm. this. So take this. And I told him what happened when Didi got sick was I got up the next morning and I just took that to him, too. And so it might have been harder to do if I hadn't been doing it for 20 years up to that point. Like if it was like the first day. I was like, okay, I know we hadn't talked in a minute, but uh, hey, I got some on my heart I need to talk to you about. But I had been doing it for about 20 years at the time. So it was just like, yo, this is what I always do. I give it up. I let go. Mm. So, so, And I want to give you guys a practical example. It's easier if you do it every day. Because if you do it every day, then what happens is your challenges have to submit to your faith and not the other way around. Mm, wow. So Because most of you wait your challenges are actually stronger than your faith because you don't use it. Mm. Not that you don't have it, you just don't use it. And nothing that, like anything you don't use, of course, you know, gang green might sit in and, you know. So I give you guys a very simple example. I'm not saying I agree with it, it's right, it's wrong. I just know it's real. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. It does not matter if you are a college Chick-fil-A, they close. If you're in the airport, they're closed. It don't matter if you're in New York, and the city never sleeps. 
Chick-fil-A sleeps on Sunday. <laughs> it's closed. It, it's not open. I don't care if you wake up in the morning on Sunday and you got the crack. It's closed. Like mm-hmm. it's they practice. You don't have to go to church, but you're not coming here. No. Just what they practice. They practice Southern hospitality, which is why they don't have them in certain cities. Yeah. Because there's no Southern hospitality. So that's a that's their faith. Their anchor is we don't call you 0597. We ask you, what's your name? Eric. Eric, your sandwich is ready. I always answer to Eric. I don't always answer to 15360. Right? <laughs> that's the part of their faith. Mm-hmm. So what McDonald's does the numbers and Burger King does the number and Taco Bell does the number. Chick-fil-A does not care. They mm-hmm. call you by their name. That's a part of their faith. They play a certain type of music in their restaurant. They're not playing what's traditional or what everybody else is playing. They're not playing the top 40 songs. They're playing what they play. And because they believe in something, mm. it's the weirdest thing. They actually are doing business on a very high level without doing it like other companies are doing it. Why? Because they are doing it based on their faith. Mm. And so when you have a faith and you stand on it, everybody will learn how to operate based on that faith. Now, there are a lot of people that don't believe in a lot of the belief systems of Chick-fil-A. They're still eating there. Yep. Like, there's a lot of people like, I don't agree with Chick-fil-A. Okay, but you in line on Monday, get you a sandwich <laughs> with the Polynesian sauce, okay? And it's just a chicken sandwich. It's not even like, it's the whole bunch, they don't even got a whole bunch of stuff. It's a chicken sandwich. <laughs> but they do not go against their faith. And I learned that if I wake up every day and I spend time with my faith, when something negative happens, it's not going to have the same impact on me Mm. because my faith is stronger than the challenge. Why? Because the challenge is new. Even though my wife got MS, it's still new. It wasn't something that we talked about six months ago. My faith is something I've been doing for 20 years. Mm. So I take my struggle and put it in my faith. I don't put my faith in the struggle. Mm. Man, I love it. So do not so wait good. to exercise that faith. Yeah. I'm going to add to that. Do not wait to go out and order this book, mm-hmm. You Owe You. So where can people get it? I guess wherever uh, books are sold. Amazon, uh, sure Barnes & Noble, I, all the places. Yeah, I just we'll link it up. I, yeah. I pre-ordered the uh, audio. It, it was easy to find. I, I prefer books on audio. We got a bit okay. of a surprise too. You don't know we're going to do this, but the first 50 listeners that tag uh-huh. you, Lori and I, with their breakthrough or their takeaway, Lori and I are going to personally buy and send them a book. So the first 50 listeners on Instagram that tag you and Lori and I with their takeaway, we'll buy them a book, send it right to their home. It's one of our favorite things Chris, to do when Lori, people launch new books. you never said anything to me about this, guys. This is not a marketing scheme. It's not a, nope. I, nope. I hadn't no. heard this before. Not thank at all. Thank you guys so much. And I say thank you. Because you don't have to do it. You don't, oh. you don't owe me. So thank no, you. No, it is absolutely our pleasure, dude, to help get this, this word out there. It's a word that everybody needs to hear. My favorite part of the word is that the everyday person with average mm. skills can succeed. I think that describes Lori. That describes me. It describes the people that mm. we love the most. And without people spreading that message and empowering, literally putting the mm. proof in the book, people are going to follow the wrong individuals Mm -hmm. and they're going to follow the wrong advice. Mm. We are so grateful for you. And honestly, this podcast, like 
over delivered. I'm, I literally am writing things down, but I'm like, I'm just going to go back and listen to this mm-hmm. a few times. I'm sure because I feel super pumped up. It's like one of those videos. I don't know if you remember that like viral, it was actually a Will Smith video years and years ago. I used to listen to it all the time about he had like Tread, pumped yeah. you up in the morning about the treadmill. Yeah. Yes. This is like yeah. the treadmill. I'm yeah. going to listen to this over and over again. <laughs> I love that. All right. Thank you owe you rush out and get it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, guys. Listen, absolutely our pleasure, our privilege. Rush out, order you, OU. First 50 listeners that tag us with your takeaway, all three of us, we will send you a book from Lori and I. Our pleasure to do so. ET, thank you to keep being you. We love and appreciate everything that you're doing. All right. And we've got to link up at some point on the West Coast. Yep. Right? We've got to do lunch together or go for a walk or whatever. Let's do it. We love trail. that. Let's do it. No. Let's right, do it. All right. Thank you guys so much. Be blessed. I appreciate right, you, man. Have a great God bless. Fun. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? 
In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster but so do your sales but where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days and a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so circle is an all-in-one community platform it lets you host content and create discussions live streams group chats and memberships all under your own brand and what's so cool about circle.so is that you don't even need a website or facebook group instead circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members you can even create locked and unlocked content spaces groups and classes how freaking cool is that you can put your content behind a paywall too and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14-day trial for you so you can go check it out see if you like it see if you love all the options just go to circle.so go check it out right now you guys imagine being able to manage your community start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place you have to log into so many different things if this is the year to capture organize and monetize your community head over to circle.so you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now just go to circle.so you guys you get the 14 day free trial so just go and see if it's for you it's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier it's so freaking cool